Okay. Before that day, you'll know. Promise. But, but it is the first Thursday in February we've got that down. Also, um, I'm, I'm launching a life group um, tomorrow night, kind of uh, relaunching a life group. So anyone who's not in a group, we have, we have a women's group coming up. We have a men's group on Thursdays at 4.30. Uh, Mickey and Susie Hall have a life group on Wednesdays at their house, and that is at 6 or 6.30? 6.30. Um, and, and you can get their address um, if you need that. And then here, for now here, we eventually I'm hoping to have a host home. I like it when we're in homes. Um, because, it, because that's what we want to do. It's a life group. Um, it's not a Bible study. There will be teaching. But it's a great time to come and share, um, to be encouraged, to pray for one another. The Bible teaches a lot about um, a living in community. And this that we do on a Sunday morning is not the extent by any means of the local church. And more and more churches are finally understanding that. We've, been, we've understood that. Uh, Pastor Jeff led us into understanding that we were supposed to meet together in, the, in a large setting and then also in smaller groups because in this setting here, you can be encouraged and you can be uh, challenged. You can hear teaching. You can worship corporately, which is uh, really awesome. Um, I, I, personally, I love worship in a larger group. Um, in a smaller group, it's, it's intimate. But it's, there's a different dynamic, so I love corporate worship time, singing, and, and those things. Um, but you can't do some of the other things the Scriptures talks about, which is to um, serve one another, which is to exhort one another. Um, I can exhort you. It's hard for you to exhort one another in here unless you say, hey, shut up across the room because somebody's being too loud. I guess that's an exhortation. But uh, that's not what we're talking about. So we do life in smaller settings um, so that we can practice the one another's. Um, we can have a place that we can confess our sins. Again, not a great thing to do here on a Sunday morning. Usually don't prefer people to stand up in the middle of the thing and say, hey guys, I just want to confess all of my sins to you right now. It's just not a safe environment. Can you imagine if we started doing that? Like some of you would be like, uh, no, because it'll never happen. Um, but it's supposed to. You know, we're supposed to actually confess our sins one to another. Um, not, and, and we pray for each other. So I really strongly encourage you to be in a small group, um, and, uh, and I want to have more. They are not limited. Um, we re- I would like to have, um, you know, I'd like to have 20 um, by the end of 2020. But uh, where, where we have pe- where, where groups of, of, you know, three, four, five, up to maybe 12 or 15 are meeting together, once they hit that, that, that big, my opinion, they gotta, they got to stop growing and somebody needs to start another group because once you're at like 12, 15 people, basically you're back to this. One person sitting in front of everyone else talking. And, and we do that uh, enough. You, do, you can even do that on TV, you know, get a message. So Wednesday, 6.30, if you're not in a life group or if you want to do it together with your, your uh, a wife, uh, a spouse, uh, other friends, um, it's a mixed group. Um, we call it a family group, but there is no child care. But so your kids would be in with us. Come on on Wednesday, 630 here or at the halls soon on Thursdays. Women and men is on Thursdays at 430. We're going to keep the same time, I think. And uh, that's it. Awesome. I think I did all of them. Did I get them? All right. Thanks, Jesse. Amen. Hmm. So I, I'm going to ask for a volunteer just to come up and stand right here. All right. All right. 
All right. And I'm going to give you, actually, I'm going to give you one of these over here. This won't take long. I appreciate you coming up here and letting me embarrass you just a little bit, James. You can take that and ask you to hit the target. <laughs> That's the question, isn't it? What target? Is, is it hard to hit the target? If you don't know what the target is. Right? And I could just let him sit here and stew and go, what's the target? You know, what's, what's the target? And never tell him. He's just going to sit there and eventually, eventually he'll do what he just did. He'll throw it at something and go sit down and go, I did it. Right? Yeah, the, hit, the, the, the target was, was Steve's there, so you can just throw it. <laughs> you can have a seat. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to hit the target when you don't know what it is, isn't it? That, that m many of us live our life like that. We, we, we just live um, and we don't really have a target. We're just kind of going through motions and we're doing it. So there's another thing sometimes we do is we just do something, like we throw, throw the dart at the wall and then we walk over to the wall and draw a target around the dart and said, I hit it. That doesn't work very well either. We, we need to know what the target is. We need to know uh, what, what we're doing here. And this morning as we're starting 2020, and again, I talked about this a little bit last week. This is a great year. We'll hear this a lot this year because it's, it's just going to help us. 2020 sounds like vision. Um, what's your vision? I wish mine was 2020. Mine's, I think, two, 20, uh, 200 in one eye. And um, uh, I wish I had 2020 vision. But we can have 2020 vision for our lives. So this year at 2020, this morning and throughout the year, we're going to continue to be reminded, what is your vision? Is your vision 2020 in 2020? I want to really encourage us this morning and talk a little bit about vision and focus. Vision and focus. And I was uh, thinking this week of what's the difference between uh, vision and focus um, and our eyes are absolutely amazing. We don't realize how quickly um, our eyes focus on things. You don't think about it a lot. Um, it, comes, it comes really apparent, focus comes really apparent when you're taking a picture and uh, if you have, uh, like if you use your little camera thing and you were going to, because the cameras, a lot, a lot of our little uh, cell phones have the cameras where if I do it here, it'll focus on that, and then when I do it uh, on something else, it'll try to focus, but if I keep something close in the, in the picture ground, which I could open my camera, I guess, um, and then focused by touching it, you guys ever do this with your camera, and I'm focused on the Bible, but uh, you guys are all blurry out there, but if I touch my, my screen, now you guys, you all became clear, right? Your camera is focusing. So, so vision is good, it's a general thing, but we also want to understand what focus is, and that's to uh, have something in our sights that's clear. We want to uh, focus on one thing. Uh, many of you uh, understand this, you, 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 we all do this at times. Um, we can focus our vision, we can also focus our hearing sometimes. Um, you, you ever been in a big crowd, and you're having a conversation with someone, and you're able to block everything else out 
right? For, for, you know, you're able to have a conversation. Now, what, what happens sometimes, this happened to me the other day, uh, and, and this does happen a lot when you're listening to someone, you're having a great conversation, there's all this stuff going around, but if they say a key word that you're interested in, Often it starts with your name. You know, if you hear your name in a conversation, someone's over there, you're having a great, and all of a sudden you hear your name, and all of a sudden, boom, now you're focused over here, right? Yeah. So you can focus your ears, but you can focus your eyes where you're focused on one thing and blocking everything else out. And, and we need to do that, uh, not be distracted. So as we're going into 2020, I really thought, let's start the year off right, talking about uh, vision and focus. And I want to give us some tools this year because I think too often... Uh, many of us just live life and never achieve the things that we we want to. I was thinking about sports, uh, you know, sports um, in in this aspect. Sporting teams, the NFL, the uh, the NBA, um, uh, uh, Major League Baseball, they want to win their respective ties, right? The World Series, they want to, you know, they want to win the Super Bowl, they want to win the playoffs, and they work hard to do that. But, but most of us are aware that they are not just working hard this year to win the title this year. They are working hard this year to have a team that will win in five years. You know, they have farm teams that they get people right out of high school and they put them together in these, you know, AAA ball or, or these other leagues and, and people play in these leagues and they're teaching and training and raising up players right out of high school that can maybe help their team win in five or six years. It's pretty awesome. Do we do that? Should we be doing that? I think we should. I think we should begin living with much further vision than just what am I going to do tomorrow? Having a desire to serve Jesus and set things up so that we can be uh, successful in all things. Now, it'd be really easy to go into just a positive uh, speech this morning and talk about worldly success. And, and, and I've learned the principles to be successful in, in the world. I know them. I don't always practice them, but I, I can tell you them. Uh, there's seven habits of highly effective people and things that we could we go. But as Christians, we want to make sure that we, our vision and the things we want to do is not just including God, but is led by God. So, so one, through this morning, I want us to be encouraged to begin to live differently. Uh, I, I won't embarrass us all because I don't want to be embarrassed myself. Um, and ask you, how did you do last year with your resolutions and your goals? You know, some of you could say, you know what, I did them. And, and that's awesome. But, but the, the average person, um, you know, you made your, your resolutions, your goals on January 1st. It's now January 5th. Some of you have already broken them. I mean, you're less than a week in, and why did you do it? You didn't know how. There's all these things that have happened in life, or we just, we just didn't do it. Um, do you want another year like that? I don't. I don't. I don't want to just be throwing the dart and trying to draw, draw bullseyes around my dart every year. I want to live with purpose and vision. Amen. And, and I want to encourage us, no matter what stage of life you're in, that God isn't done with you. And there's things that God wants to use you to, to accomplish 
this year, and, and he wants to connect with you and, and you to connect with him so that you can walk out his vision and the things that he has for you. This message is is probably being preached in in you know tens of thousands of churches in the United States, hundreds of thousands of churches in the world. It's amazing there's that many of them, but there are. And many of them are going to use the scripture I'm going to use. I'm not that original. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. Different versions say it differently. You've heard it. You just might not know where it is. And it says this. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there is no vision, the people perish. And, and I, I, ha- I have to say that we misunderstand the word they're using there. And then we, we, pastors do this a lot, we then try to make it fit a message kind of like this where we're just talking about general vision. The word there, and I, I just want to at least be, at least be, be uh, very you know, truthful in this. When it says where there's no vision, another translation is revelation. The word in the Hebrew is really like a prophetic vision. Something from God. And as I was studying and and I've, I've known this verse forever, but when I looked that up, I was a little disappointed because I just wanted it to be this general thing of just vision. You know, where there's no vision. Because I think that that's true. Um, I, I believe that's a true principle that when people um, don't have something to live for, they, they perish. And they don't mean they're going to die. Another word for the word perish in the Hebrew is that they, they slowly fade. Um, uh, I, I love this, this interpretation, translation. It says, without a vision, the people cast off restraint. They cast off restraint. In other words, they live the way they want to live. They just do what they want to do, and nothing holds them in because they don't have a real vision, a real picture, a real revelation of, of something to live for. And, and then we, and we're going to go on a little bit and talk about some things that help hold us there is, is sometimes that revelation, we haven't connected with it enough to even find out how to, how to do it or if it's possible or the steps to, for me to be involved with that revelation. And so after a while, we just cast off restraint. Uh, a great example, easy one that most of us have gone through is in our, in our eating, in a diet. Uh, just, just, just to find out who's ever tried to uh, lose weight or go on a diet, okay? Because not, not everyone has, but most people. Most people. And one of the reasons we fail, there's a lot of reasons we fail, but one of the reasons we fail is, is that our vision for our new body or, or whatever is so loose, it's kind of out there or maybe feels so unattainable that the donut wins. The donut wins, doesn't it? You know, you go, yeah, Neil, I really want to lose weight, but, you know, and we, if something happens and we don't have a real good solid vision, and so we go, so one donut's not going to hurt. Well, one donut doesn't kill you, but one donut leads to two, and next week and the week after. We need to, un- so even in our, our weight loss and our, our time management, we need to be able to connect, and, and so... 
Um, and, we, and we just live this way so often. I tell, I tell people a lot. I actually, when I work with, um, with addicts, and uh, and that, that that's that's tough helping somebody to conquer their addiction. But but one of the things that and it can be not just drugs or alcohol. It can be a lot of addictions or even in food and things. Um, a lot of times when I'm dealing with people with an addiction, they've had it for a long time. They, you know, for years, even if it's just been a year or two. And so, and I will help them come up with a plan. Say, you know, here, here's a plan. We want to give you a vision for your future. And here's a, here's a plan. And one of the things that for me, as always, especially with drug and alcohol addictions, always goes is, is you need to, to get into a, a program long term, um, often totally sequestered from everything you know. You need to go away and get into like a rehab. Um, I, I encourage people to go into things like Teen Challenge where it's not just about getting free from the drugs and alcohol, but it's also coming into Jesus and becoming discipled. I also believe that we need to, I, I go the the mental health and the emotional health too. You need good counseling because we often have an addiction because of stuff that's happened to us. And, and addiction is just uh, masking the real pain. And if we don't deal with the real pain, uh, the addiction's just going to change. You know, um, because we're still being controlled. And so, so I, I believe in a very uh, well-rounded addiction um, approach. And so, so time away. And honestly, I think a year, six months to a year, is really what, what a lot of people need to get over their addiction. The only problem is that's a long time, isn't it? Six months. Can you imagine going, okay, you know what? you're going to go away from all your friends and family. And you're, you're not going to work. And you're just going to do this for, for 12 months. And, and we go, no way. I can't do that. I can't do that. It's way too long. Um, so, so this is, what, what, this is one of the things I'll try to help them with. And, and they, they don't connect with it. Most often they don't because of the fear of what it's going to take to get to the other side. They, they, many people want to be free. They, they do. We don't, don't you want to be free? I want to be free. I want to live healthy. I, I want to be sold out for Jesus. I don't want to have things control my life. Um, but are we willing to take the steps? And so one of the things I do is if somebody's been in that addiction um, for a long time is I'll say, hey, so tell me, um, what were you doing about this time last year? I go, what do you mean? Just, just tell me. What was life like about a year ago? He says, well, it may, uh, you know, I, I know the answer. So it's, it's, a, it's a silly question. It's a loaded question, but I make them tell me. Well, you know, I was... I was doing my thing. I was drinking or I was, I was doing drugs. And, and I was already, you know, having problems. And I was struggling with my jobs or whatever it is. So they just listen. I said, yeah. So, so this last 12 months, not a whole lot's changed for you. I said, so you already have done the year. You, you did the 12 months. You just didn't do it the right way. And if you don't do it the right way in 12 months, we're going to have the same conversation again. And I'll say, what have you been doing for the last year? And you'll say the same. So, so they have to get a vision that says, I, I've got a vision to be free, and these are the steps that's going to take, and I'm willing to do it. Easier said than done. That's why most people don't do it. Most of uh, addiction programs now, they, they've gone up. Um, people would, you, used to go to like detox in a 10-day in a, in a thing, in a 30-day thing. Um, the most successful programs, especially the Christian discipleship ones, um, Teen Challenge, Salvation Army, they used to have three- and six-month programs. Almost all of them have gone to 12 months. Because they know that three months is not enough. So we need to have a vision for us that includes long-term, and we're going to have to do this 
day by day. My dad used to tell this this joke, and I, I think he thought it was funnier than I did. But but there, there was this uh, this guy who who got in trouble for doing something with the law, and um, it was it was pretty bad apparently. And he and he goes before the judge, and the and the judge says, "I, I sentenced you to 18 months." And the guy goes, "I I just don't think I can do that much time." And so the judge says, "Okay, well, could you do a day?" And he goes, I can do a day. And the judge says, good. Just do one day for 18 months. <laughs> ah, there you go. There's actually a lot of truth in that. We're not going to look at the, the whole thing. We're going to look at I'm going to do this. I'm going to begin to do a process and, and, and do it daily so that I can reach the goal and I keep the goal. I was given a prophecy a number of years ago for myself that, that was a uh, um, very, very simple. It was actually I was, it was uh, 20, about 25 years ago. Um, it was a kind of a prophetic word, and it said, um, "Keep the vision clear and ever before you. Keep the vision clear and ever before you." See, if we don't have a vision for our lives that's clear, and that's the focus part. It's got to be focused. It's clear. We we got to be able to. It can't can't be blurry. If we don't keep that, we're going to wander off track. One degree of difference, which is, is, is not much, but over a long time, you can be miles away from your, your, your destination if you're traveling. Just one degree. That's why when you're traveling, you, you always have to keep keep coming back and making sure if you've got a, the, the compass, you know, and... Um, you know, we don't use compasses anymore, but, but it's like, okay, so that, that's, that's north. And when there's a true north point, see, here's what's, what's good about the, the idea of a, the true north. It's a point. And if I start, let's say I, I want to go to true north, you know, the north pole, and I start here in California, well, I can walk in the general direction of, of, of north. Um, but if I wander off and I go too far east and I end up over in Utah on my way and I look back in my compass, now, when I start out, maybe my needle looks like this, and then if I go too far this way, it's going to look like this, but it's still pointing to the right point. And the truth is, we're going to wander off course. You're going to wander off course in the course of, of this year. Uh, but we want to get a vision. We want to help you connect with what the Lord has for you so that you're going to begin to keep that clear. And, and when you wander off, you go, no, I'm going to come back in because what I see is greater than, than my feelings in the moment. Um, you know, I've been, I've been working at, at losing weight and not working like I should. Um, you know, I, I've lost like 15 pounds since I started this whole process. And, uh, well, actually, I think I've lost about 60 pounds since I started. Uh, but I've gained 45 of them back. Okay? Right? You know, I come down and... And come down to my, I was, I was almost going to tell you how much I weighed. I'm not going to do that. But I, I came down to a point, and I got really excited, and then I bounced back up five pounds, and I came back down five pounds. Probably I've lost more than 60. Probably lost 100 because I've bounced back and forth this five pounds, you know, 10, 12 times, and then maybe popped up a little bit more and then came back down. And, and so I, I'm on this thing, and I keep, I keep wandering from the truth of where I want to be um, and, and so tomorrow I'm, I'm, I'm get, getting back on there. You know why it's tomorrow? Because I want to have a donut today. I don't know. Okay? 
So, but 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 we're gonna be doing it, you know, as in, in, as a family. We're gonna, you know, as a couple of us in the house. And I want to invite you into that process. Man, I gotta go. Um, I want to invite you into that process um, because we're, there's gonna be some other other people doing that. In fact, here here we go. If you're bold enough to say this is not very spiritual, um, I'm I'm really got a plan and planning on uh, working my plan to lose weight. Um, and it's starting like now or this this week. This um, go ahead and raise your hand. And I, I, I'm going to raise mine. Okay, so here's what I want you to do. I want you to look around the room. Keep them up. These people are people you can call for encouragement. <laughs> people you can call for encouragement because we're going to do something. Okay? We're going we're gonna to change, we're gonna change something. It's actually, it's, it's important because here, here, one of the things we don't do, I'm getting way off target. We don't talk about it. You know why we don't talk about it? Because we don't want to be held accountable. Who, 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 who wants, who's, how many times says, I want to go to the gym and start working out. I've done it. But one of the things I don't do is get a workout partner. You know why? Because they're actually going to be there. <laughs> and if they show up at 6 in the morning and I don't, I'm going to feel really bad. So I'd rather just have a plan to do it, not tell anyone, so, so I don't have to meet with anyone. And also, I don't have to have anyone come up to me and say, hey, so how you doing? Because I don't want to feel bad about failure. In other words, you know what I'm doing? I'm planning to fail. I mean, I've just put that right in my plan. I'm planning to fail. And I know none of you do that. So I'll move on. Without a vision, the people perish. What, what is that vision? Well, you know, we want to come back. That vision can't just be about, you know, losing weight. I think that's good. I think we should be healthy. The, the Bible says that our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. You know, I got a bigger temple than I should. You know? In fact, I wonder if there's any room in my temple for God because there's so much other stuff in my temple that needs to get out. But, but I think that that's a good thing is to be healthy. Um, I think as, as, we're, as I'm getting older, I hate to say that, but as I'm getting older, I need to make sure that I'm still strong. I think that's a good thing. Um, I want to I wanna do some other things. And, um, but, but what is the vision that God has for me? Where does God want me to be? Is not just in God included in my vision, but is he, is he driving my whole life? And, 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 and am I um, seeking him first? The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And, and if I begin to talk to him, say, Lord, what, how do you want me to live? Um, it's going to really be that revelational vision that he's talking about. I don't want to cast off restraint any longer. You, you need to get a, a, a purpose, vision, and a focus for your life that extends just next week, even next year, and say, you know, that's my long-term vision that God is giving me, and these are the steps that, that I think he's going to take um, to do it. Uh, who, who would like to read the Bible through just read the Bible through at all, like cover to cover. Anyone? Okay, there's a few of you. Okay, that's a little daunting. How many of you go, I didn't raise my hand because I think that's too much. Okay, check this out. You can read the Bible through by reading six minutes a day, one chapter. It'll take you three years. But you'll have done it. You'll actually have read the Bible through. A lot of people have never read the Bible through. If you want to read the Bible through in a year, you can read approximately three chapters a day, 15 to 20 minutes of reading per day, seven days a week. And you go, can, can you do that? Yeah, but so, so what do we do? Well, we're, we're going to make it uh, attainable. Attainable. What does the Lord have for you? Who wants to pray more? Well, 
That's a, that's a great. Who wants? I want to pray more. More is is a horrible thing to just say. What's more? One verse. Or one, you know, one minute prayer. You know, I'm going to pray for my meals. Um, so, so we're going to talk a little bit about uh, these. Got did these get passed out to everyone? If if you did not get one of these, raise your hand, and Jim will get one to you. There's just a few. Thanks, Jim. This is this is a, a a normal thing, but I wanted to give this out because as we talk about focus and vision for your year, I want you to be able to leave today and say, okay, this is what I believe God is is teaching me. Put your hand back up if you need a paper, please. Um, this is what, what he wants. So, so here, there's some things. When we're connecting, Lord, what do you have for me? Um, what's, what, what's your vision for my life? That's, that's a massive, massive thing. It, l- let me say this. If you want to include God in your, in your vision, and invite him in as we surrendered our life during communion um, and say, God, I, I just want to do what you want me to do. And I think a lot of us would say, you know what? That's me. I want to do what God says to do. If I were to say to you, hey, there, there's someone who will help you invest your money and, and give you guaranteed 25% return on your invested money. Um, I think most would say 25% return, I'm in. I'll take it. Okay, so, so, so you, you call, and, and I give you his phone number, and you do this, okay, I call him up, and you go, I'm in. I like it, I'm in. And he says, okay, great, I will tell you how to do it. And you say, awesome, I'm in, and you hang up the phone. And then you don't call him. How's your investment gonna go? You're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. He, he might even say, okay, this week, I need you to put all your money here. Great. Did it. Okay. Boom. This week. What if you don't call him next week? Your money's going to sit there. And as we know, market goes like this, you're going to lose it, right? So if you're saying, I want to know what the Lord has for me and I want to follow him, do you think you should talk to him? That's a good place for us to start. Talking to the Lord regularly, regularly. Uh, and so, so we're going to talk about that. What about if he's given us an instruction manual? Think it might be important to read his instruction manual. Might be good. As we're going into this year, the very first things that, that, that whatever it is that you want to accomplish, having the Lord inside of it, they need to, they need to include, I want to be in touch with God more and read his word more. Um, Outside of that, we can develop some things uh, to hear his voice. And that might be, go, you know, I want to learn how to hear his voice. Well, you might need to be talking to somebody who hears his voice regularly. Get into a group. Find somebody who, who you believe follows the Lord and seems like they're led by the Lord and, and, and spend some time with them regularly so they can help you in the process of growing. Wow, now we're starting to meet together. It's almost like we should be in a life group or something. I don't want us to, to, to fall off track. I want us to, to understand um, the Lord. Next week, we're going we're to talk a little bit more, talk about some of the pitfalls to, to reaching our vision. Um, because because there, there are some. We, 
Um, Samson had a vision for his life. We'll t- I'm going to talk a little bit more about him next week. He had a vision for his life, and he messed it up because he allowed something from his past to dictate his present. And so he started wandering and doing things he wasn't supposed to do. He, he really wandered, even though he's, he's included as a man of faith, even in, and he's included in the Bible. He, he, he didn't have a good true north, so he was all over the place. Um, we don't want to go blind, and so let's not be like Samson. We'll talk about him next week. So this week, um, we're going to use this. And you can copy this before you write on it. I've, I've got, it's a template I've got. I can give you more. And there's a lot of these online. I want to go through this real quick. So I'm going to start with the two that we talked about because most of us want that. And you can do this for your weight loss, whatever. So SMART goals. Some of you are familiar with this. You're like, that, is this, you know, this is a management thing. These are all the leaders in the church. hope you're listening. We want to accomplish some goals. You can do this for any of the goals. And this is going to help you develop a goal that's, that's smart, that's, that's attainable. So you, you start with, okay, this is my goal. You write something out at the top. Let's say it's, um, uh, I want to uh, be a better bass guitar player. I play bass. And so what this does is it actually says, okay, well, the first question, smart, is this, specific. Uh, what exactly do you want to achieve? Oh. Better is a little, little imprecise, but I'll start with that. Is it specific? What is exactly? I want to play bass better. Measurable. How will you know when you've achieved it? Is that measurable? So let's take it to the Bible. I want to read my Bible more. Okay. Well, you, that means you need to know what you're reading now. And, and, but you've got to define more. Is it measurable? So I was reading my Bible two minutes a day. Um, I can measure that. Is it attainable? Well, if you said, I want to read the Bible through in a week, that's going to be tough. It's going to be, I haven't done the math. Um, 50, how about this? 50 times 20. It's 1,000 thousand minutes. So you have to read 1,000 minutes a day. That's a, lot of, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of reading. So so is your goal, is your thing, is it attainable? Can you do it this year? Is it relevant? I'm going to be crazy. You know what I want to do? I just want to... I want to cure cancer. When you, you go, well, specific, it's measurable. That's not even measurable. Attainable, uh, I can't attain that. I can't attain that. Then the next one's relevant. So attainable, is this something you can do? So let's be realistic and then relevant. I'm not a doctor. Why should I? I can't do that. Is, is, is your goal? So as you're going this year, we're going to, as you're going this year, starting, is, is this relevant to you? And you're going to find out some of the things you want to do really aren't relevant. It's not your giftings. It's not your personality. It's not who God is creating you to be. And so we're going to get rid of some of those gifts. There's some of those goals, and we're going to put them back. And the last one is time-based. Here, here, here's going to help us. When do you want to achieve your goals? So if you want to read through the Bible in a year, then, then you know specifically it's measurable because I just told you how to do it about three chapters a day, every day, you can make up a sheet that says, or you can go online and get a nice little Bible reading plan, and you can start measuring it. Is it attainable? Yes. Unless you're, you can't read. Then you could listen to the Bible in a year. Is it relevant? I think it's relevant. It's going to speak to us. Um, 
but, but for some of you, if you've just become saved, you know, reading numbers, it's not going to be very relevant to you. Um, but the Gospel of John would be, Book of Acts. And then time-based, when you want it to be done. As you're going through some of these things, I want you to, to, to actually, let's put some goals together. Lord, I, I, I want to be closer to you. That's a good goal. But what does that mean? God, I want to be led by you. That's good, but how am I going to attain that? And start really focusing on, well, if I want to be closer to you, I need to spend some time with you. So I'm going to set aside some time in the morning. Um, if, if, if I want to spend 10 minutes talking to you uh, a day. And, and here's, here's something. I'm not going to ask this. But if you don't pray at all, please don't say, I'm going to pray an hour a day. Just don't. Because you're going to fail. If you've been a Christian a long time, say, I'm going to pray an hour a day. And you're, you don't pray hardly at all. Don't start with an hour. Start with five minutes. I'm going I'm to spend five minutes a day with God. C can you do that? That's a real question. Can you do that? Because I think we should be starting to spend a little bit of time with God. I won't read the Bible through in a year. I've never read it in my life. Let's start with five minutes. Let's read a couple verses. Find somebody to help me. Go, uh, I want to start reading the Bible, but I'm afraid. Where do I start? Don't say I'm going to read through the Bible in a year. I've never read it. But let's do something to begin to get closer to Jesus. And we start with talking to him for five minutes and reading for five minutes. And then meeting with somebody who you can share that experience with. And then in a short time, you could add a little bit more and you could talk about your failures, have a coach to reach that. And, and this is just a small part, but it's the first key. We're going to talk about this for a couple weeks, then we'll get back to Exodus. I want to live with purpose this year. I don't want to live aimlessly. And the very first thing I want to do is I need to get Christ. I need to get God in my, in my sights. And I, I'm not going to be crazy about it. I'm just going to, I want to just start spending some time with him. Now, some of you, you maybe you can do the whole hour, hour thing, but most of us don't, don't even try. Go for five or ten minutes of reading and spending with him and, and then add to it. But do it consistently. Do it consistently. Who's ever tried to lose weight like in a day? Right? I mean, some of you, we, we giggle, but like how many times you're like, oh, man, I got a big event. I got to fix it, fit into my, my suit coat uh, for this wedding that's Saturday and it's Monday. You're like, I've got to lose 20 pounds in a week. I, I've got a goal to lose 25 pounds by July 1st. It's public now. Yeah. That's attainable because that's a pound a week. But if I get too far off a of course, ain't gonna be, ain't gonna happen. I got a lot of things. I'm gonna s spend more time in the Word, but I've got that mapped out. One time in prayer, finish up some classes. I want to live with purpose this year. And um, there's a lot of things. We're talking about the distractions and the things that come and suck us away. One of them is called Netflix. Some of you had a guilty laugh on that one. Was God speaking to you? Let's 
focus in on him. Begin to focus. Let's put him first. So we're going to talk, talk a little bit about Bible reading and, and, and prayer. Let's realize that we're not going to reach any of the things that God is leading us to without work and keeping that, that vision before us. Um, I'm going to close. Got a lot of stories. We'll do them over the next couple of weeks. Who wants to be at the end of end of uh, 2020 different than you? And I'm not talking about your circumstances that happened to you. I'm talking about you and the way you dealt with circumstances, are dealing with life, in your in your walk with Christ, in your relationship with your with your spouse or your kids. Who wants to end 2020? in a different and better way than you uh, ended 2019. Anyone? Okay, keep that hand up. Because we're going to do, we're going to pray. Now you can put the other one up too. God, we want to be changed. We want to be different. And we want to we want to reach the goals that you're setting for us. We want to be like Christ, who for the joy set before him, he knew what it looked like. He knew what the joy looked like was us coming to salvation. It says, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross for us. God, for the, the vision that you set for us, we want to endure this year. We want to conquer this year. We want to go through the difficulties and the hardships so that we can come out a better people, closer to you, led by you, victorious, even though some of the circumstances won't change in our life. We will be different because you live in us and are leading us to true north. So we give you our, 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 the, this commitment today that we, we're going to begin to truly look at the things in our life little by little and make changes that reflect our relationship with you so that we will have a different outcome this year than last. We commit these things to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We'll see you guys this week. Hopefully, bless one another. Buy some cookies from Ellie. It's for her missions trip for her school. <laughs>